Understand as a parent, you have all the capacity to influence your children more than you can even imagine. And it's way outside of what you could even fathom or see. But that's the beautiful thing about life because you have to have faith that it's happening when you don't even know about it. So know you're special. Know that every word and action matters and you have the ability to influence your children and all those that are around them. In a world where there's so much noise and information, one podcast is on a mission to cut the fluff and get strategic. A place where you receive the latest tips to expanding your leadership, optimizing your business, and ways to become a truly peak performance human. Now, get ready as your host, Jake Havron, is here to help you live the strategic life. This podcast is dedicated to every single parent, especially if you're a parent right now and you're listening. This is dedicated to you because whether you know it or maybe you don't know it fully yet, you are influencing your children's lives, maybe the lives of other children, let alone everyone around you more than you can even imagine. And it all started when I was at the gym here uh, earlier today when I was recording this podcast. And I wasn't actually planning to record this podcast because when I create content, it's really out of two things. It's number one is it's strategize creativity, meaning that I sit down, I think about what I really know you need to hear or want to hear, uh, what I know would provide value, and I spend time planning these out. But then there's also certain episodes and topics that hit me like a spontaneous download. You know, like when you just have that moment where something happens or you get this idea and it just came out of nowhere and you're like, I got to share this or I got to implement this or I got to write this down before I forget. Well, this is what happened when I was at the gym today. I was working out here and it was towards the end of my workout and I have my headphones in, which was really wild. I was listening to a podcast by uh, amazing friend, mentor, John Gordon. He was interviewing Ed Milet. Then I listened right after that, his interview with Tim Tebow and just inspiring people. And, and you know, these are all faith-driven men as well. Maybe that's what really happened. But I think it was towards a lull of the, the podcast where I heard these people that were right across from me. One of them, the guy was probably in his late, uh, early or late 40s. And the other one was a younger kid. And I found out he's 19. So you know, that depends on how old you are listening. I know most of us are probably older than that. And they were talking and I was like, okay, cool. There's, it looks like good energy between them. And I heard the words Jim Rohn. And right away, you know how you have that work. You hear something and it perks your ears and, and you're like, oh, we have a commonality. So I was like, I got to connect with these people because they look like just great humans. I feel like there's a way maybe I could serve them and just give some value and nothing return that I'm expecting. Um, and so I see them about to stop talking. And all I say is like, oh, Jim Rohn, I hear. And they're like, oh, you know, Jim Rohn, right? And it was the, the older guy talking uh, for the most part. Um, and I was like, absolutely. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? What, what's going on? And I was like, I, I'm working with a lot of people in that circle. And I know a lot of people that are in the Tony Robbins space. He's like, oh, yeah, see. And he pointed down to the, uh, the younger kid. Uh, I'll say younger gentleman, actually, younger gentleman. He's 19 years old. I would not want to be called a kid if I was. Uh, him. So the younger gentleman, and he was like, see, I was telling you, you know, Tony Robbins was, uh, was, uh, you know, mentored by Jim Rohn and there wouldn't be a Tony without Jim. And I was like, absolutely. So we continued a conversation and the, the man was an incredible human. He has a story where he used to be in prison and all these things. And now he's uh, changed his life around. So I, I look forward to meet him more, but the kid afterwards, the, the, the other man went to go work out 
and the kid was there, a young gentleman, apologize on that. <laughs> the young gentleman, I was sitting there and I could just tell he had a humble spirit to him and he's still, you know, learning himself and, and uh, maybe I don't know how long he's been in the gym, but he still looks like he's still learning his way in, in the most respectful way possible. And I just was like, well, tell me about yourself. Are you from the area? What are you doing? And he was like, I'm a freshman in college. And, and he was just sharing all these things. And I was like, how do you know about Jim Rohn? Or I was like, he's like, well, my mom uh, really, you know, listens to a lot of that. She's into like Dave Asprey, her and her boyfriend are like, you know, they, they've done that uh, Tony Robbins UPW event during the pandemic. And they actually got me a ticket. And so I listened to it and I was like, and, and I didn't want to overassume anything. So I was like, how was your experience with that? And he was like, it's good. He's like, you know, they're so passionate about it. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, I'm not so passionate what they're in, but I, I like the content. And I was like, well, what are you passionate about? And he said, you know, I'm not too sure yet, you know? And I was like, eh, that's okay. I was like, you're already so far ahead of the game. I was like, you're, how old are you getting? He's like 19. I was like, look, when I got into the things you're learning right now, I was 23. If I would have gotten at 19 years old, I could only imagine what could be happening. You can see his eyes start to light up a little bit. I was like, yeah, you're on a good path, my friend. And it's okay. You didn't know. You know, I had told him my story. I was like, I thought I was going to be a pro basketball player. And then when that went away, I thought I was devastated. But I found where I'm at today. And I started off as a personal trainer. So I was able to really just share these hopes. And I saw the glimmer in his eyes start to open up. And I was like, okay. And um, I asked him, I was like, so, so what else do you like? Or what else do you do? And he was like, well, you know, uh, I just really enjoy uh, coming here to the gym. And, um, you know, I'm trying to really just figure things out. I was like, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And we kind of wrapped up this conversation. And I was like, you know what, my friend, I was like, what you're doing is incredible. I admire that. And I hope I could see you in this gym more. And, and I, I said, um, do you do you listen to podcasts? Or do you read books? And he's like, yeah, I actually just finished reading money master the game by tony robbins and i was like you read money master the game and he's like yeah he's like you know it's the one with like all the knowledge from all these people with finances and if you don't know money master the game is like seven like five to seven hundred pages it is deep it's intensive and i was like my friend you are on the right path keep doing that and i said just like how you learned in money master the game about the compound effect with finances you are going to have an astronomical compound effect with your knowledge. It's the same way. And it clicked for him. And he was like, you could see, he's like, oh, that makes sense. And so anyways, I left him with this. And, and I'll get into why I really felt this, this calling to share this, especially if you're a parent listening to this right now, because this could be your child. And whether I'm talking with them or anyone else out, this could be your child that you've exposed this to. But I said, here, you know what? I know you don't know your passion yet. I was like, do this one thing before you go to bed every night, because as you've been learning, your brain is like this, you know, question answering machine. Like if you give it a question, it wants to give it an answer. That's how it works. And he's like, oh, that makes sense. I see that. And I was like, you don't know your passion yet. That's fine. I didn't know it till I was 23. But what you could do is you could start to hack your brain to understand um, and find answers to where you could go. Because you have this thing. I went down the thing about the reticular activating system and it. Um, it filters out the 99% of noise. So you can focus on the 1%. And he was like, oh, that makes sense too. Right. And I was like, God, this, this kid, this young gentleman really understands this. And so I told him, I told him the three questions. I was like, every night before you go to bed, I said, when you get into the sheets and you about to close your eyes or you do close your eyes, play internally in your head, these three questions. 
And I had no idea what he was going to tell me after this. And it truly just made, give me God bumps. But I said, the first question is you start with the word what? And I said, ask the question, what can I do to find the passion of my life? Or what can I do to find purpose? Or what can I do to uh, get more and more passion every single day? Whatever works for him. I just said, use the word what and have it related to the outcome you want, which is finding more passion, finding your purpose. He said, okay, I see that. And I said, the purpose of that is because what is very tactical. Just like if you're going to ask, what workouts do I need to do to build my biceps? If you were to find the answers enough, you know, you have to do like bicep curls. That's a tactical thing you have to do. You're not going to go and do uh, calf raises to build your biceps. And so it's all clicking. And I was like, the second question you're going to ask is why do I want to build this passionate life or find my passion or create more passion every single day? And the why is emotional. And he's like, oh, I get that. And I was like, you understand the emotions, right? Because you've done UPW. And he's like, no, that makes total sense. Uh, I, I get it. And I was like, yeah, everyone does something for an emotional reason. So if you start to let your brain find the emotional reasons, it'll be more compelling. He's like, okay. And then the third uh, question I finally had him say is when, and he, and he already cut me off. And he's like, oh, I get it. Because you want to, you know, you could figure out that you could do it right now. And I didn't even say anything else. And he he really just started to catch on. I was like, absolutely. You're going to say, when can I create my passion in life? And what's going to happen is you're going to be like, yeah, I could create it right now. Or I could wake up earlier in the morning. Or I could go reach out to that person that I know uh, that wanted to connect or that friend that's been telling me about this. And I could just start those conversations. And so you put a location to it. And he's like, oh, it makes sense. He was like, you're basically creating a reality for your brain. And I was like, absolutely. Because when you have the tactical, the emotional, and the location, it becomes more real. And what he shared with me, and I'll, and I'll keep his, his name um, anonymous, but I, my goal here is that years later, even just let's say one, three, five years later, he's going to come back to this podcast. And I look forward to having a genuine relationship with him. And he's going to remember this moment. I want him to listen to this podcast. And I want to have him know exactly who I'm talking about here in this podcast. But for now, I'll keep it anonymous. But that would be just the most beautiful completion of a little mini story right there with someone's life transformed. But what he said to me, he's like, you know what? He's like, this is so good because I've been really struggling with sleeping. He's like, every night, like my, my mind just gets racing and I have all these thoughts going through my head. And all I'm saying is in my head, I'm saying, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. And I was like, oh gosh, like I feel for him. And he's like, but I see how if I put my mind towards this, that maybe I'll, I'll, I'll be able to sleep better. But then now my brain's figuring out those things while I'm sleeping. And I was like, my friend, I'm going to see you in the gym here again. Next time I see you, I want to hear what changed and how better your sleep got. And he was like, absolutely. And after that, I just really would just felt so grateful. And I was like, how do I best express this impact of what was possible in many different layers. And I was like, I need to make a podcast on this. I need to go right now and share this because I felt this download of this, this inspiration and this knowledge. And, and here today, right now, when you're listening, whether you are a parent or you know that you have a parent in your, your friend circle, or you have someone that is a parent and you want to send this to, please let this message resonate deep with you because the impact you create goes further than you could even imagine. The influence capacity that you have either will influence them to their better life or their worst life. And you have the decision to do that. And, and I just wanted to acknowledge this because maybe one day I will meet 
um, his mother and, and really just acknowledge her for what she's done and what she's exposed. But imagine your child, whether they're three years old, 13 years old, maybe they're 33 years old, they are around people. They're having situations happening right now, just like in this gym, where they have the ability to have this aha moment where you've exposed them in a certain way uh, that allowed them to be like, it's now all clicking and all the dots are connecting. And so if that's you or you're starting, it's starting to make sense. I just want to say, keep going, keep doing the work and create this thing that Ed Milet talks about, which is the compounding pounding, which means that you may have exposed them to this event or this opportunity or this uh, book or this thing. And and it's never been working or they don't really like it. Just keep going because that one final exposure could be the one that gives them that aha moment. Maybe you've, you've wanting them, wanted them to get healthier and fit and you've exposed them to workouts or you expose your kids to eating healthier. Or you expose them to um, these YouTube videos that have inspiration and it hasn't been working yet. Maybe there'll be that one person that comes into their life, maybe it's a friend, someone they could look up to, uh, a peer, anyone that comes in and they could create that, that dot connection and create that aha moment that makes them say, oh, I could get fit like that person. And they finally do it. And I, I wanted to just really acknowledge you right now for listening because you have influence. You have the ability to create an incantation into your children or an incantation because a lot of times children and I speak on behalf I don't have children yet I was once a child and I hope I think you were a child too but I've worked with a lot of humans that do have children and from the whole spectrum of, of clients and people that are 70 plus years old to someone that's in their 20s and they have kids right and I've seen that it's either one way or another with the influence, either the parent positively influences the child and says, you can do it, you can believe in it. And they give them all these incantations. And even though the child might be reluctant and says, I don't want to listen to that. Ah, Tony Robbins, he's weird. No, no, no. But you keep giving them incantations. There will be that one moment that snaps. And then they finally believe it because the one in the room that has the most certainty always wins. And if you bring more certainty and exposing them in this right way, you will be able to eventually influence them. But the moment you allow their incantations, same word, different focus. And oftentimes in our society today, these kids, uh, these children, they're in a society of a lot of incantations and be like that person instead of be who you are. And so they, they have this belief that they can't do it or they're, they're meant to be like something else. And if they have more certainty in that than you, because maybe you don't really understand the true power of your influence, they will influence you on their limiting beliefs. And that's when you might say, well, I tried, or, you know, I'm just going to let them go do their own thing. Or, you know what, they're just going to grow into it. No, 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 no. That's the cop out, right? Be the stronger force, but there's a couple very particular things I wanted to really break down here. And the first thing is to expose them. Don't force them. Expose them to the content, to the options, to the opportunities, but do not force them. Kind of sounds like things in business too, right? Relationships in business are very similar. Expose them. Don't force them. Pull them. Don't push them. Pull them into the promised land. Don't push them into the promised land because they'll be the first ones to get out of there. 
pull them to the watering hole. They're going to have to learn how to drink themselves, but do not push them there because they won't appreciate the watering hole if they were forced into there and influence them. Do not manipulate them. Allow for them to have their ability to choose. Don't force the abilities of what you want for them, right? That's where it comes back to that expose, not force. And remember, influence is the ability to make it where their outcome is the best and not for your own outcome. And I know as parents, and I can only speak on behalf of the parents I've worked with, it's really easy to try to manipulate your kids to allow them to try and think about the things that you want them to think about. But it's ultimately for your significance, for your ego, for your glory that you missed out on when you were a kid. And I, I, I challenge you right now, if that's what you're feeling right now, and that, that hits somewhere different, and you're like, oh my gosh, is he really talking to me? I challenge you to question that and be like, why am I like that? Or why am I doing that? And then right after, say, what can I do to shift that? What can I start saying to my child that makes it actually where it's in their best interest? And even though they want, don't want to go play that sport that you've been wanting them to play for years, how can I flip that? Because truthfully, that's what I just wanted because I didn't play so good in that sport or I wish I would have been better at it. So I want my kid to be the best, but they don't want that right now. So how can I influence them and expose them to what makes them feel passionate in life? That's the power of this. And that's the power of what you have. So expose them, don't force them. The second thing I wanted to really get honed in on is to practice, don't preach. Is to understand that kids are watchers, not learners, and that they are sponges, not mops. What, what, what do I mean by that? Well, let me give you a personal story here on how I was a watcher and not a learner. See, I'm very blessed that I picked up when I was, when I was young that I did not want to drink alcohol. And Nothing wrong with alcohol. Everyone has their own beliefs on that. Obviously, any abuse of that is, is terrible. However, I wanted to be the one that was the leader, the successful one, the one that, you know, at that time people were looking up to, whether it was in basketball, whatnot. But I wanted to be the, the sober one, the one that was able to do it without having to party and have all that fun. And why did that come to be my belief? It's because I remember so vividly I remember seeing my dad and, and I love my dad and, and he is a hard worker. He's one of the top managers in Costco and, and he took care of his, his family and he started off as a basket pusher and that's just a testament for itself. And he's now one of the top managers. And I remember seeing my dad in many areas where there was social drinking. And I remember him not just telling me that he doesn't drink. I remember seeing my dad <laughs> get emotional. I remember, I remember seeing my dad not drink and how cool that looked in my eyes and how I was aspiring to be like him because I was watching his actions. I saw how he could have easily been drinking and all, I saw these other people around him that were drunk and they were like, not the people I wanted. And I said, that's my dad. That's freaking cool. And that was at a young age. And ever since then, I, I didn't drink in high school. I was so against it. College, I didn't drink. I would go to these college parties because I was on the basketball team. And I was a social guy and I loved being social. But I was known as the guy that didn't drink. And yeah, it sucked a lot of times. But I had so much, so much belief because I watched what my dad did. And that one moment completely changed my life. 
And for the very first time, when I turned 21, I drink like I had like three shots because someone got it for me for my birthday. Didn't even have anything else like that. Then I barely even, I didn't even drink really after that. And it was all because of that one moment because I was a sponge, not a mop. I absorbed what he gave me. I didn't just have it there and it got pushed to the side. You know, like how mops kind of push things to the side while sponges truly absorb it. That's what I was. And your child, your children are sponges. Your children are watchers, not learners. Your children are people that love to see who practice what they talk about, not preach. So my question for you is, what can you do in your life right now that you've been putting off and you've been preaching that you're going to do it? Maybe you've been preaching that you're going to lose that weight because your kids have said something about you not wanting them, not wanting to have you have a heart attack and they want daddy around for another 20, 30 years so they could see them go through college and see them have their own kids and all these things that they're telling you and you've been putting it off and you're telling them to be healthy, but you've been out of shape. And maybe you've been in the hospital once or twice ready for a medical condition that could have been easily avoided. How do you take that from the preaching to the practicing? Is it finally getting into the gym and hiring that personal trainer so you have no more, no more excuses? Is it finally you getting that chef because, yes, you have some good money coming your way, but you have no time on your hands. And if you just put a little investment on a chef that was cooking exactly what you need, when you need it, how much you need, and now you don't have that just for you, but your entire family and your entire family's experience and dynamic gets elevated. Is that the shift right now to start, to start going into a practicer and not a preacher? That's what happened with me and my dad because I saw that. And that's what you have the ability to do with your kids. And I saw that with this, this young gentleman at the gym as I saw that he was practicing these things because he saw his mother practicing in it. And it was truly such a beautiful reminder. And this is where I want to go into the final piece of an idea that I really want to drive into your life. And to expand on that, don't ever underestimate the aha moments in the moments that you will never experience or witness. Because what happened today at the gym was a moment the mom could maybe never witness or understand. Yes, he may go back and tell his mom about the experience, but she did not know I was going to be there and to have that interaction. And because he was primed and prepped and he was exposed to this content and the knowledge and Tony Robbins and mindset and, and money master the game, it was all these maybe abstract thoughts that were going through this young gentleman's head. But because there was an aha moment where by the grace of God, I was able to hear and be in the right moment. I, don't, I told him at the very end, I was like, this was not a coincidence. But because I was there and I was able to just connect those dots and to allow him to see that, oh my gosh, this, this guy's only you know not too far ahead of me in my journey. Oh, he only started at 23 and now he's here you know, within the years of his success in life moving onward. You mean I'm at 19 and, and maybe that's a hope and inspiration that now is finally solidified because I see it in another human being. That's an aha moment that you may never know about, but it's your duty and your ability to expose, not force, to pull, don't push. And to influence and not manipulate your child, your children. And to then practice, not preach these things that you're showing them. To allow them to be sponges and understand they are sponges, not mops. Because there will be moments, every moment onward, 
where they could have that aha moment. And my prayer is that this young gentleman will look back at this moment. I took a selfie with him so I could remember, remember this personally. And I know this will be a stage story years to come, but this young gentleman will look back to this and he will remember this. And that was his aha moment. And it might not make sense right now. And that's what I told him. I was like, a lot of this stuff you're hearing, subconscious beliefs and alignment and all these crazy things. I was like, it'll sound crazy. And when it does sound crazy, just understand that's normal. But the moment it clicks, that's when you're going to completely go into a different life. And I want to wrap up with one more story here on this aha moment factor. Once again, on my personal life, because if you're a parent listening right now, know that I have parents as well. And I have siblings and people that have exposed me to certain things and didn't push me into it. And, and I, I go back to sophomore year of high school, where the years before it, every summer, my sister exposed me to the opportunity to learn about God and become to a church camp and to just, you know, meet all these amazing humans. And she was just trying to expose me and she was doing a great job. But I had this, this belief that I need to go to my basketball camp. And it was a church camp. Um, and there was like pro basketball players coming over. It was honestly awesome. Shout out to basketball Maui. Uh, I think they're now called vertical Maui, um, and or vertical sports. And it was finally my sophomore year after years and years of my sister trying to expose me. And my, my mom was there, you know, really supporting my sister and supporting me as well. So she had a big part on this. It was actually where the basketball camp was a week after the church camp. And so finally, I had no more excuse to go to church. And so I was like, all right, I guess, whatever, let's just do it. Um, I know one friend there, and that's, that was the thing that got me to go. And what happened is I had faith in the past. I just was a little stagnant. I got a little into my own head being a high schooler. But I was exposed, and I had all these dots floating around. And what happened is I finally had an aha moment, a spiritual awakening at this camp because I saw leaders there that were just a few years older than me. Actually, well, they were like probably 10 years older than me, but they were cool. They were successful. They had a great life. They were, uh, what I would say is like, they were just, they were hip. Like I wanted to be like them, but I saw how they still gave praise and lived their life for God. And that was my aha moment where all those dots started to connect and then it made sense. And so after the first night, I, I was cool with them. And then, you know, there's a lot of worship at night. And I wasn't really for it. But then I saw them worshiping. And I was like, okay, I'll stay on the backside. And then the second night comes. And then now I'm starting to open up. And I'm starting to really see this is something I'm feeling. And, and I'm getting the chills right now because this was my aha moment. And by the final day is the moment where I had a choice to give my life to God. And I was on fire. But I didn't know if I was ready to fully dive in. And it was the first time this camp ever did a baptism. And they did at the pool. And there were all these kids that were going in there. And I know some of them were just doing it because everyone else was doing it. And, you know, like, I didn't want to judge them. But I did not want to be one of those kids. Now, remember, before this camp four days ago, I was super skeptical and I didn't want to be there. But here I am at the pool on the side. And all I'm thinking through my head is because I was exposed, not forced into this idea that God speaks to you. I was pulled, not pushed into this presence of the Holy Spirit. And I was 
I was influenced about how you could live an incredible life, but I wasn't manipulated in feeling like this is something that I'm forced upon. All I remember is hearing people say, God spoke to me and said this and said that. And, and I've never had God speak to me. And I was like, what does that even mean? Is it some trembling voice coming from down? Is it, is it, can you literally hear it? Like you're going a little crazy and there's a voice right next to you. Like, what is that? And I was so curious. And so I was at that poolside and I was like, well, maybe this is where I need to pray and see if this is my time. I'm a sophomore here. And so I close my eyes and I pray and I, I literally say, God, I'm so grateful for this experience. I'm so grateful for all these things that are happening. I, 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 I feel this calling, but I, I, I need to make sure that this is my moment to give my life to you because I don't want to be the one that acts like it's my time, but it's not ready. Like I need to know that this is my time to live for you and to give up my life for you. And I was like, so if you could, God, speak to me. Let me know that this is it. I am open. I'm listening. I need to hear your voice and I need to know that this is it. Thank you, Lord. And I was like, in Jesus' name, amen. And I opened my eyes. And guess what happened? And this might sound crazy, but this was what happened to me. For the entire time before then, I had no one coming up to me. No one was around me. There was a lot of space and everyone was focusing on who's in the pool. And I'm just kind of sitting there watching. And I kid you not, within 15 seconds of opening my eyes, people started coming up to me. People I knew, parents, parents. I, it just really hit me right there. Parents of my friends came up to me and they said, Jake, you got to go in. We believe in you. Like, this is, this is your moment. This is your time. Like, you're ready for this. And then I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you. And it didn't hit yet. And then they went away. And then another person came up and they're like, come on, Jake, you're going to get in there. I know you can do it. Like, this is awesome. Like, I, I believe in you. And I was like, I, I know I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. And, and, and then finally, the pastor that was doing the baptisms, literally, this was all within a one minute span. They came up to me and he's like, Jake, you're ready. He's like, I, have a, I see a calling within you. You have an anointing. Come in here. Come in the pool and, and give your life right now. And I knew at that moment, I was like, that's what it is. And I get chills saying this right now. I was like, God speaks through other people. And maybe the burdens and the prayers that were put on their heart to come speak with me at that moment, I don't know that exact situation, was the prayers that I asked for being answered. And God speaks through other people. And I went in there and I got baptized and that was history from there. And that was where my life completely changed. And there were still ups and downs from there. But I share that story because that was my aha moment that completely set me on a different path of life. And that was because my sister got me to finally go there after years of trying to get me to go there. And that was after I did my prayer and I connected the dots. And now the parents of other people and other kids I knew came up to me and they spoke life into me. And they just gave me that little extra urge, the, the words that maybe they thought were hopeless or that they didn't really have much of an impact, but they're just trying to be supportive. But that was the thing that took me over the edge. So what is the words? What are the words that you can provide your children? Provide those around you, especially. But let's talk about your children. What are the words that you could provide your children that maybe set them over the edge? What are the actions 
the things that you need to start doing that you haven't been doing in the past that could finally show your children, because remember, they're sponges, that they're going to be able to live a better life and more excited because they see their family doing it. They see you doing it. And what are the aha moments you could set them up for? Because if you have belief and you have faith that God and the universe and the, the entire world always works in your favor, then how are you going to best set them up for those aha moments that you may never see? Because that's what I felt at that gym today. I felt that that was a divine intervention. And I was just speaking my truth. I do this every day to people, but that young gentleman in particular, I hope, my prayer is, I have no clue. I hope that this was a transformational day for them because now it, it all clicked. The dots connected. So as I leave you with this, understand as a parent, you have all the capacity to influence your children more than you can even imagine. And it's way outside of what you could even fathom or see. But that's the beautiful thing about life. Because you have to have faith that it's happening when you don't even know about it. Because that parent today of that young gentleman might see her beautiful young son come back home. And maybe he has a different gleam in his eye. Maybe he has a different energy when he wakes up because he finally learned how to calm his stress at night and now he has more energy which means he has more productivity and more purpose and he finds his passion and maybe one year from now their parent is constantly going to these events and constantly exposing them as they normally do but they finally see their son on a path of mission and purpose at 20 years old one year from now that's just the beauty of life so know you're special know that every word and action matters and you have the ability to influence your children and all those that are around them. Hey, I just wanna say thank you so much for listening through this podcast. This was definitely not a planned podcast. This was one that really just felt I had to share. And if this spoke to you, please do not hold this to yourself. Let it resonate with yourself, but please let this be shared because one of the biggest acts of fulfillment is giving. And there might be someone right now that needs to hear this message. And my calling to create this podcast is just to serve and to bring value and transform lives. So if you know a parent, if you know someone that has kids, maybe the kids are doing really well or the kids are struggling, please send them this podcast and send them a nice genuine message after and just say, I heard this podcast, it touched me. And all I could think about was you in your current situation. And I really think this podcast will speak to you. Give them something genuine and say, I look forward to hearing what you think about it or how you liked it and follow up with them. And you might've just changed a parent's life, let alone an entire generation. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to always subscribe, leave a review, only if you found this valuable to you. And tag me on Instagram with the stories of you sharing these podcasts because it means the world for me to see that and it uh, confirms to me that there's impact being made. Go create your strategic life and I'll see you in the next episode.